Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Cognac Corner. I'm your host, Marcus Boston, and today I have a friend from college I haven't seen in a couple years, Matt Douglas. Say hello, Matt. What's going on, everybody? So, Matt, the last time we saw each other was 2015? I think so. Yeah, it's been a hot minute, for sure. And we, what, what, what was that, PR class we took together? Mm-hmm. Uh, senior level PR. Yeah. Level. Yeah. Yeah. So what has life been since we've last seen each other? Uh, in a word, chaotic, man. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm I'm like rocking the jack of all trades after college kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've uh, like immediately out of college, I moved up to Hannibal and worked for um, tourism department up there as a social media person. Right, right, right. I remember that. Um, and it was cool, but it like I can't do the desk job. Yeah. I can't do the desk job thing. Right. Um, I just like sitting behind a desk and and managing social media was like too boring mm-hmm. it got to the point where i was like 10 weeks ahead on my job and just like I, you gotta I, be with the people exactly. you are natural I, i've realized that too in this job i'm shortly ending like i can't it's, it's i sit at home and like book calls i'm like the money was good i thought i was ready for it I, i'm i'm not i'm not that person i have to be my strength is with the people good or bad exactly exactly like and it's it, no job i've ever taken has been about the money for me right it's it's more about like what am i getting out of it and what are what is the you know what is society getting out of it yeah that's um, it so you know i i ended up switching from that over to working for home depot mm-hmm. um and I, I quickly moved up the ladder there and mm-hmm. became like a department manager and stuff. And I just realized it, that also wasn't really the direction I wanted to head in. Um, yeah. A lot of politics involved in it and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I just, I wasn't really down with it. Yeah. Um, so then I thought to myself, like, what, what allows me to go out and be a part of, you know, the public make an impact on society. Mm-hmm. And um, this was kind of during, you know, the things weren't very great between the, the black community yeah. and cops. And I yeah. thought, well, you know what? I've always had a good rapport with, you know, people of African-American descent. Clearly, that's why you're here with me on exactly. Kanye like, Corner. I've always gotten along with them. So I mm-hmm. thought, you know, like, what if I were to try and use my ability to kind of interact with people of, you know, different colors, creeds, backgrounds, yeah. all that, um, but also, you know, help a community out. Mm-hmm. So I decided to kind of pursue becoming a police officer. And the way I kind of get in—that's politics too. That's almost worse than Home Depot. There, yeah, I found out pretty quickly it was—it was way worse. Than yeah, <laughs> so, fuck yeah. Um, I got a job as a corrections officer um, mm-hmm. and worked in a jail in my hometown of Florissant for probably about eight to ten months or so. God, Matt, yes, let's take let's take a minute right now. Um, damn, that's a lot. <laughs> that is, I, I I don't feel bad, but quit my job tomorrow because you've 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 been out there and, and experimented and really. <laughs> Went out there to see what's really good. I, I said it, man. I'm a jack. Like I tried the jack of all trades kind of thing. Like I yeah. bounced around. Um, I quickly realized as a corrections officer that 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 was not where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the politics. It, it yeah. was like a. It was a boys' club. And don't yes. get me wrong. I'm I'm all for you know Saturdays are for the boys and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, they they believe they live and eat and bleed that shit. Like they are. Yeah. It's 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 sad. It's almost scary and sad that's a functioning mechanism of our society exactly. that's alive and well, and we choose to ignore because it it's you know it's such a com- complex machine. The whole prison industrial complex has so many levels to it. It needs a reform. It, it is straight up as someone who was immersed in it. One hundred percent needs a reform. Oh, that that shit. That, that shit's. This sounds so crushing and 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 I, painful. I could talk all day about some of the issues that I had with it. Fuck um, yeah! <laughs> so maybe maybe a follow up episode. Or yeah, we we can we can dig into that too. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so after that, I thought you know, okay, I think I finally kind of narrowed it down into into a field of you know the first responder, um, and then I, I've always been fascinated by the human body mm-hmm. injuries that kind of stuff. I like. I'm the guy that, you know, when we're down at the lake, one of my friend's toes damn near got broken off. And, like, you know, I, I was the person that was, like, taking care of her. I'm on the way. <laughs> exactly. Coming so, in like Baywatch. Yeah. <laughs> Not as sexy, though. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, so I thought, like, all right, well, you know what? I'm going to try and do paramedic, um, firefighter kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. um, that allows me to be a part of the community. But also, yeah. while there's still politics inside of that, it is less it's more helpful. Right? Yeah. Um, so obviously as a police officer, there are times where you were helping people, but mm-hmm. there's also times where, um, 
your some of the behaviors and choices are out of your control exactly um and some of the some of the job duties aren't things that i necessarily agree with yeah you know if you if you arrest someone on parking tickets and stuff that they've had for a while how are they supposed to pay that when they lose their job that's the stuff that never makes sense you can't sleep on you can't sleep like that you can't go to sleep like that that's not you so I, i i made a conscious decision to finally pull the trigger on it um quit my job and took a job with the city uh significant pay cut and everything but mm-hmm. I, I have to follow my dreams so yes dream chasing is important and uh, we always trying to get that message out like money will come which one what's one what's more important your happiness maybe sleep at night or you make account <laughs> sleep at night happiness absolutely that's a thousand I mean, percent because if you're not sleeping you're not performing your job duty anyway and you know i mean if you're not happy in your life then what's the point of having money like i know a lot of people that got money are miserable I know people that have nothing that has that have it all. Yeah. So that's very true. So so you're in EME, EMT school right now? Correct. Yeah. I've got about maybe a little less than a month to go before I have to do my uh, Missouri State Boards. And I'm a little nervous, but, yeah. you know, I, I know my shit. I'm probably one of the strongest students in the class. A lot of people come to me, like, mm-hmm. to get, you know answers for stuff and you know learn processes and stuff so and that's always been true even when i was, was in pr class you was used to go to for things that certain people couldn't quite comprehend or couldn't put their mind around yeah so i don't know i mean i take pride in it because the thing is like i you know i'm in a class with a lot of like 19 20 year olds and stuff yeah. i think like i'm probably just below one of the, there's another lady who's a couple years older than me but other than that like i'm one of the oldest people in the class and one of the things that i don't think that a lot of them are getting you know taking seriously is the fact that like right now we're in a classroom someday mm-hmm. when we're all graduating out in the field we're going to be expected to actually save someone's lives right like that's that's huge someday i'm gonna have to actually be able to resuscitate somebody yeah. or like figure out what's wrong with them and act accordingly yes. so you know that's not. It, I don't think that reality has set in for other people because they just don't have the same like life now, life experience. Yeah, yeah. The, the the seasoning of of living life exactly. in different and wearing different hats and making decisions to leave something for something better and then realizing that, that wasn't either. Right. Exactly. Right. So you know, I mean, it, they'll get there in time. It's just a maturity thing. But you know, I that's why I take it a little bit more seriously than they mm-hmm. do. Um, and, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, people are just, we're all at different stages in our lives. Right. Um, so I'm at a stage where I need to take it more seriously because yeah. I don't have time to kind of waste necessarily. Yeah. Really, like rounding the corner to 30. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I need you to settle into something I can grow and, and, exactly. and, and plant my seeds in. And, exactly. and yeah, the, the slow cooking. <laughs> well, that's dope. I mean, I, I, I'm impressed because I don't do blood well, so... <laughs> I'm not the one. Well, God bringing them home. I don't know. Um, I should get in the way of this progress. You know, <laughs> who am I to say no? <laughs> He's bleeding now. Yeah, well, you just take the wheel. It's God's plan. <laughs> it's God's plan. I mean, cue the Drake song, please. <laughs> we out of here. We out of here. Um, when you when we last saw each other in college, were you, were you still dating the same girl? I am. Um, we. <laughs> We're like rocking seven years now, so basically, seven years. Man, it's it's been a while. We've had we've had hiccups though, right? Um, like shortly after college, we ended up actually breaking up for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly like distance and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just not. I, the thing about love and being in a relationship is, mm-hmm. uh, in order for it to really work, um, you have to put effort into it. Yes, and I was very guilty. Um, I'll, I'll I'll say initially. I was very guilty of not putting the effort in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fresh out of college, uh, trying to make a name for myself in like yeah. the social media enterprises and all that kind of yeah, stuff, yeah. and you know, um, trying to network these kind of things. And right. I wasn't, I wasn't putting the effort into it that I, I should have. Mm-hmm. So um, we ended up actually breaking up for a little while, and I did some self reflection, which is key. Yes. Uh, pointer to everybody out there that's listening: self reflect. Yes. That shit is essential to growth. Um, just in your own life, not necessarily with regards to relationships, but you have to be able to like actually look within yourself and see where you're failing yourself yep. because everybody's got a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, but unless you're addressing the issues that you are ultimately like facing mm-hmm. or causing yourself, you're not going to, you're not going to have the growth that you could. So that was a jewel from Matt. <laughs> Get to know yourself, heal your wounds. It makes you a better person. It takes, it takes some meat. Self-care is important. And be critical. Be yeah. critical. Like, sometimes it sucks to, like, admit that you're failing somewhere. But, mm-hmm. you know, the second you you realize that you're failing somewhere, that's when you can actually, like, make a change in it. So, right. Right. Um, 
critical self reflection. So, and and so you guys are back together. How long? You, so you broke up after college. Took some time to yourself, which I always um, promote. Like you know, we always take time to heal from something physical so we can see, but we don't ever take time to to heal from emotional wounds. And emotional wounds, mentally, as the brain registers, it's just as painful as anything physical. I I think honestly, the the emotional stuff lasts a lot longer than yeah. physical. Domestic violence, like if I punch you in the face, that heals. But like if I get, get in your mind and make you think right. that you can't do better than me, or all these repeated mental um, toxins I can put into your mind, right. that's going to last longer. And, and even if you might um, leave the relationship, the next one might still... Still suffer from, yeah. from the, the scars of the last one. Exactly. don't necessarily manifest on their flesh, but it's, it's yeah. internal. So. And mental health and, and therapy is so important. And, I, and the biggest thing I'm happy to see, especially in the hip-hop and black community, that big voices are finally talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. I think about, like, Charlemagne and God has a book out called Anxiety Shook Ones. You know, he's talking about how he, you know, he had anxiety until he was 30 or close to 40. You know what I'm saying? He just thought it was just this life. When right. that's a mental issue that you should go to a therapist for and talk it out. Not, you know, not just your friends that might not even understand what's going on or self-medicating. You need to spend time to, because the world is hard the world is not really built for you to succeed if even if you do succeed it still has so many hiccups and and traps along the way that you know and it gives you things to self-medicate with and makes okay if it's a pill or if it's a uh, narcotic or alcohol like that's not it's that when you when you wake up in the morning and you're done being drunk you still feel the same way so get to the point you go to the doctor if you don't feel good, motherfucker, you, your mind's fucked up. <laughs> right, you got you got something going on inside that you need to address. Yeah, so. and who knows all the shit you might go through that's not your fault. If it's family stuff, you know, like things that you just, I didn't cause it, but now I'm going through it. I don't know how to handle it. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and this is, I, I don't want this to come off as ignorant, but I've heard, um, and it may be ignorant, but um, I've heard that that's, that's something that's like really prevalent in like the black community yeah. is kind of sweeping uh, mental health issues under the rug. Absolutely. Um, I've heard that from several of my buddies. Absolutely. Uh, you know, like going through college, going through breakups, all that kind of stuff. Black people go to therapy. That's, that's white people. Black people, right. white people shit. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I, I, I've, I've went to therapy a few times and I'm always, I think I have a higher ability to discuss things or problem with people. Cause I think me being raised predominantly by women that talk about, their feelings, I'm more open to do so. And so I'm able to interpret and also um, have the conversation. But when you are a black man or black in general, you're born into this super masculine, hyper, whatever it may be, pick an adjective, uh, and these are, it makes you soft if you go to therapy. That's white people shit. Or just, just smoke, smoke some weed and drink about it. Like, no, I have, like, I almost got shot yesterday. Like, I almost died. <laughs> right. Like, I, I might my lights are off you know like i don't know if the world is bigger than my front door like those are ptsd is for real not just for soldiers if you're in the hood you a soldier too right, you know and right. and that's a conversation and something to figure out but like it's so shunned that you know um i mean I, it's it is a prevalent thing but i think as social economics are getting better you're seeing more people say it's okay you right. know what i'm saying and then if you have healthcare as an option to go to a therapist. So it's not in in the, in the more celebrities you I, I see that say it's okay to talk about it and you know um go and get help. Now it's like, okay, oh cool, I can go and talk to somebody and just talk it out and see what comes out cuz really in therapy all you're doing is really talking your whatever's inside of you out and right. she's in, they're giving you a soundboard. Exactly. They're 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 basically just kind of like a guide. Yeah, they're they're just guiding you through the process of talking mm-hmm. through what's wrong. I mean, I, I'll, I'll admit I've gone to therapy myself, mm-hmm. um, mostly because like there were just things that you know I it, a lot of it had to do with uh, you know when I was when I was growing up in cal- or early college and uh, late high school I had a string of like four or five years where basically like family members were dying left. And oh right. my god! And you know it was tough. Like I, yeah, it's never easy to deal with death. Um, I've right. become a little bit more callous to it at this point. That's mm-hmm. probably why I'm going into the field that I'm going into. Yeah. But you know, it, it's never something, you know, especially when you have like a 16 year old cousin that passes away, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. and to expect anybody to bounce back from that, whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, mm-hmm. like anybody 
you know, we all feel things. Like yeah. you should never make someone feel like what they're feeling um, is wrong. Is is wrong? Because yeah. I mean, you you're not in their head. You don't know how they're going to deal with that situation. Yeah. You don't know what what life events have preceded that to yes. allow them to feel the things that mm-hmm. they're feeling. You know, they could have a lot of hurt that's built up, and then all all of a sudden, something else just finally pushes them over that edge. Like, yeah. And that's why I try to always live my life and, you know, my choices based on respect and empathy because I don't know what you're going through. Exactly. You know, and I don't want to be the the straw, the straw that broke the camel's back because I got pissed off at you for, you know, cutting me off. And now you had a bad day. You know, you know what? You going to motherfucking catch this bullet because I've had enough and exactly. you the motherfucker. Exactly, because you never know what people are capable of. Either. You don't know. People are crazy nowadays. Sometimes <laughs> enough's enough and you can be that enough. When you exactly. can be that, you know what, like, it's cool, no problem. Like, I don't know what you're going through. I'm sorry. You know, I'm going to give you a smile or just, I, I, just hey, I'm, my bad. You got it. Yeah, <laughs> Ain't exactly. that serious. You know, I have perspective. Like, my life is worth more than this moment of anger. Right. This this 10-second span where I'm pissed as hell, like, yeah. it's going to pass. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on and, and do the rest of my life. Like, but yeah. I'm not going to take this 10 seconds and, and let that, like, ruin the rest of my day. Right. So. Like, I'm, I'm alive, so I can, I can make the most of this day. I, I, I went to a funeral. I helped with a funeral today for a friend. And, like, I was, like, just sort of hanging out in, in the hallway and just listening to the service. I'm like, I, I, I'm, I've made it this far without a lot of tragic things happening. I say, yeah. so, so my day's coming. I, and I really start to get emotional. Like my, everyone's getting older around me. Like I'm maybe the oldest sibling, son, cousin. So like, right. that means my aunt's getting older. My uncle's getting older. My mom's getting older. I'm like, I was like, oh shit, I'm going to be the person sitting in the front row. I'm gonna be a fucking mess. Right. I don't have. I haven't been to those fires in in you know you know when you're young. I've seen people that are successful go through like sort of fires that allowed them to be stronger adults. You know, more outgoing adults or whatever. You might you know think about like you know the Biggies and the Jays and whoever your celebrity are. Usually those people have been to some tragic at a young age right. and come to terms with the world. So anything beyond death doesn't phase them. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. They sort of build from that strength. But I'm like. Oh, I, I mean, I lost a grandmother here, a grandfather there. I'm like, oh man, I ain't like I ain't lost nobody to like gun violence or an accident you know, or like a, a car accident. I'm like, I haven't had none of like those kind of calls. Like, D, I'm like, fuck, is it? It's like, can we? Can I just stay humble and grateful and like we just skip me? <laughs> what if we just find a way to advance science so that like nobody ever dies? <laughs> I was like, can we, can we just like do? I don't know, like, like I was like, I'm gonna be a fucking mess. It, I, like that's the crazy thing about it though is like it really does feel like sometimes. So particularly with me, like I had that stretch right of like five years or so where I had basically like ten family members or you know people that I was close to die, mm-hmm. and it feels like you're in this like giant ass game of duck duck goose. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there's there's like the Grim Reaper walking around. And he's like duck. Yeah, and you know you're looking at everybody around you, and you're like, "Oh yeah. shit!" Like, yeah, like you know, we're all connected. You know, what I'm saying like, I, I guess knowing that my day, my number's gonna get called for those traumatic and those kind of real real life moments. Like, I've sort of found literature and books to sort of just say, you know, it's gonna happen. Prepare for it. You know, have some kind of mental um, peace. You know, like it's gonna happen. People that think that every day gonna be sunny are the people that break down the hardest and the most when that fucking rain comes. Right. When you know the rain's coming, you might buy some rain boots and maybe get a jacket. You know, you might go to go L Bean and get some gear. Put out the, <laughs> you know, pull out the umbrella. Like, yeah, because it's know. going to come, but you got to have those rainy days to, to appreciate the sunshine. You exactly. know, so it's like, I know it's coming. I want to hope, I, mean, I want to be as strong as possible to get through, but also want to feel it. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's okay to feel that hurt. It's okay to cry those tears. It's okay to, you know, take those days off and and be a human being. And then once you're done, get back get back to it. Right. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that like no matter no matter the situation, there's always growth that you can you can produce like mm-hmm. internally from that situation. There's always something that you can take out of it. So um, it's, it's like like you were saying, like kind of sort of weather that storm. Yeah. Um, like yeah, is it tough? Sure, but Fuck like yeah you still have a life like mm-hmm. you still have obligations you still have things that you have to go do but you can also allow yourself to feel the feelings that mm-hmm. you're, you're you know that have like kind of risen up inside of you so I, I think it's it's like a delicate line of trying to find a way to to allow yourself to feel those things without 
necessarily like shutting down entirely and like yeah. losing time because you know ultimately i've always been the type of person um i don't like wasting time because i don't know how much i have i could right. die tomorrow yeah. so like i want to try and enjoy every day as much as i possibly can mm-hmm. um because you know you never know when your time is up it's up like right. that's just how it works so. and, I, and i like to say like change is inevitable but progress is 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 optional right you know so like you you're not going to be the same person at 23 at 33 but who you become between that is up to you. You know, so it still baffles me that like I still have friends from high school, college that like you still talk about the same shit that you were though like 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 bro, like like I've evolved, like, you know, yes, I'm still a huge sports fan, but I watch a little bit more MSNBC, CNN, and everybody else than I do ESPN. Like I just because I, I just I like but I like history. So like nothing that's going on is surprising. Like it just people that are like Oh, I can't believe, like, do you really read a book? Like, this is not too out of ordinary. Do you really understand how this shit works? Can you read a book? Can you read a book? You know, <laughs> library cards are free. I have two. Um, I have plenty of books that should be returned by now. Uh, They're still sitting at home. Yeah. I just pay the late fee over my credit card, <laughs> and I get some new shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's okay. You know, like, readers are leaders, and and people that really move and make policy and whatever, they, they are... Ulta time. <laughs> Clearly, we know all of my readers, but for the most part, <laughs> most people read like you like bit of shade. <laughs> a little bit of shade. You know, you know, you know who we're referring to. But you know, it's like it's okay. Like you still have your life. Like to think that anyone's responsible for your happiness besides you is is irresponsible. What what concerns me is you know with with all the advancements in technology now. Is there really an excuse to not be able to absorb knowledge? Like, I'm, I'm kind of a firm believer of, like, trying to learn something new every day or, yeah. like, gain. Like, it's not even necessarily learning some skill every day or, you know, something like that. But it's just, like, do yourself a favor. A new light bulb. Like, damn. And, and listen to someone else's perspective on something. Yeah. It, it's as simple as that. Because mm-hmm. that gives you just a completely different outlook on everything. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you live your life. Right. But like when you hear someone else's story or you hear their perspective on something like you never know that could open up avenues or like thought processes that you didn't, mm-hmm. you know, that you weren't like ready to accept that yeah. kind of thing. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be a firm, like I'll be the first to admit um, I'm white, obviously. You uh, don't say, I know what, God damn it. You fuck. Sorry, man. I did, should I have told you that before? I, like, I, well, we're here now. My bad. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll see myself out. <laughs> But, like, you know, so for a while I struggled with, you know, uh, especially during the times of, like, the uh, the Mike Brown stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I got really tired of hearing about how privileged I was as a white person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of that had to do with, like, my parents have never really, like, they've taken care of me yeah. to a certain extent. But they have always tried to, like, make me fight for the things that I really want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they have a lot of money. They're, they've been blessed in the jobs that they have. Um, they're very intelligent. They mm-hmm. work hard, that kind of thing. Um, and it took me a while to understand that, like, saying I benefited from white privilege wasn't an attack on me, necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's not saying that, like, I'm a terrible person because I'm white. Right. It's just saying that, like, the struggles that I've experienced are not the same as, you know, people of other backgrounds right like, that's that's right that's all it was and it took me a while to like accept that because yeah. I, I like you know when when you hear it you see it on social media you have all these you people take a, you take it personally it's hard to not take it personally yeah. and be like well fuck man i'm i'm cool with like black people like why is it like what <laughs> i got black friends I, what do you I mean go to the i love biggie <laughs> i love jay what do you mean like, I, I go to cookouts and shit i right. mean what are you talking about <laughs> So, you know, I mean, it, but again, that, that harkens back to, like, you know, self-reflection and recognizing, like, it's not always about you necessarily. Yes. That's, you know. I've come to that point, too. Like, I realize my life on this earth is not about me. And, I mean, I think I sort of, I'm, I'm better fine-tuning that thought. Like, even when I did my Big Brother stuff, like, those, that five, six years, mm-hmm. I had, I, that wasn't, I had no one around me that did it first. You know, a lot of things I'm doing, no one did it first. I was like, fuck it, I'm just roll. Right. Let's just do it, see what happens. And it turned out the way it did. And, you know, I ended up being Big Brother of the Year. Never was a goal. And there was moments where I felt like I wasn't doing enough. I was still living at home, at college. And, like, I'm seeing other big brothers in the community, like, taking kids to France and New York City and just doing, like, super dope shit. I'm like, I ain't got the kind of budget. We're going to wash my car. We're going to talk some shit out. We're going to go shopping. You know, I'm going to do what I can. But, like, I'm a show, I'm just, I'm keeping it the buck. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, right. I couldn't let, you know, the, the, the robber of happiness is preparing yourself to somebody else. So I'm like, I can't do what he do. I can do the, I can be the best me. Right. And if our time together can give you perspective, I can expose you to take it from the hood to St. Charles and seeing how that works and get you around different people in different pockets. Maybe mm-hmm. that will give you the perspective to say, hey, I can do more than my front door. Right. I did a good job. If not, I st- that's not on me. I did my part. Right. You know, if you whatever you do after we are, are matching, whatever, that's not on me. Right. And I'm okay with that. You you, you gotta make your own decisions. What's, what's the saying? You can uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Right, that's so, it. I you mean, know, and I and I'm still figuring this shit out. But I'm always open to anyone that wants to better themselves. And if I can, if I know, I will teach you. You know, because I mean, if I can teach you what I'm doing, I mean, I'm have almost mastered it to teach it. Right. To explain it, you know, what I'm right. saying I'm immersed in the the process. So my life's not about me. You know, I want to get my voice and everything out to help other people because sometimes people get so um, distracted and and down themselves because they don't have the exposure to know that I can do. You can do anything you want if you could, if you, there's no better time to be alive, <laughs> right? Because you have access to everything, exactly. but you allow nothing to control your thoughts. The the thing is, like, it's crazy. Um, a lot of a lot of the kids that I go to school with right now, um, they think it's it's terrible that they have to like research stuff on the internet. I'm like, okay, so when I was growing up, I had to go to the library. Track down an encyclopedia, flip that bitch open to find the book. To to like, like I was like, it was it's it's worse, man. I had to I had to learn the Dewey Decimal System. Do you even like they didn't even know what the hell the Dewey Decimal System is? I, I had to learn how to write with my hand. I had a cursive <laughs> shit. I like we turned in ten pages of right. homework in handwriting. Right. I had to throw that bitch away. And say here, I'm done with this. <laughs> I just spent a week right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's it's baffling, and like, and I sort of think, like, with the young people, <laughs> that guy. So young people back in my day, let's call them whippersnappers. <laughs> whippersnappers, <laughs> young, young whippersnappers. Like that, that fall. I think about what did this start off at? You know, we we raised these kids on screens. You know, mm-hmm. kids are a are a a privilege. They don't you don't have to have them. You know what I'm saying? And if you have them before you're ready, you let the screens raise your kid, or you want your kid to be your friend. I'm not my mother's friend. <laughs> we're not friends. I understand right. my my role. Like, right. <laughs> respect is first and foremost. You're my mother, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then I get that when when parents are like, this is white people shit. Y'all go drinking it's, with your parents. I can bars. I be like, to be to be honest though, like. You're not wrong. I do that. I'll I'll go, you know, I'll go uh, grab like a meal with my parents or something. Yeah. But I didn't start doing that until like I was an adult in their eyes. Yeah. But like when, you know, I've I've seen even some of the people that I go to school with, you know, these 18, 19, their parents are like doing shots with them. And I'm like, you know, they're Snapchatting me stuff. And I'm like, what in the hell? Like, what? Where are the boundaries? Do you wonder why he cuts you the fuck out? And, right. and you know. Shut up, Sharon. I'm <laughs> I'd be like, Mrs. Mrs. Johnson, I don't know what is he saying to you. Bob, I'm, I'm apologizing. So I'm like, no, fuck her, D. Because you know what, I'm gonna go home to see. Nope, not gonna do it. Too no. rich for my blood. Too, you know what? I think Tim. I don't think we can be friends, bro. Because if you can cuss out your fucking mama, you don't give a fuck about me. Exactly. <laughs> nope. I know. I see the red flags on the wall. I see. I see the red red flags. I don't want. No. No. Thanks for the beautiful home. Beautiful home. Won't be back. A lot of like a running joke with some of my friends is that I was raised black because like my mom would have never put up with she would have just murdered me. What like Dunzo. And, and she she you know she was a nurse so she knows how to hide bodies. I'm certain. Like Absolutely. she knows how to dissolve a body. I'm I'm sure. Dunzo. Like they would have been like, and it makes you a better person. Like, another kid on a milk carton. You know, it's like it's just baffling. Like kids are a choice, and then you take them to grandma's. Like if you wonder why that motherfucker kicking your ass at twelve. I mean, I don't have children yet, but I'm fucking my kids up on sight. Mm-hmm. All the time, like, no, grab a book, write some shit out. I'm not, I can, I can buy you screens, but we're not gonna live like that because right. that's not gonna make you good. Like, you know, as I think, I mean, once again, we're talking as not having kids, but like, you know, at some point you go from full from a dictatorship with children to a democracy because they grow up and, you, and then eventually turn to this advisor role, right? You know what I'm saying? But when your whole you see, like, oh, look at my baby, I'm like, I see a baby. I, don't, I, see, I see a small adult. That's what I see. I don't. I don't see the mysticism or the magic of look at like yeah. But I need to. I'm thinking about okay. What about what? What am I doing now? Is going to prepare him as a 
adult and, and when he's an adult and he needs to figure some shit out. I want him to be or her tough enough to critically critically think about what needs to be done and also have compassion and empathy for other human beings and how she know how to make bridges. Exactly. Because knowing how to do that is gonna make Q successful regardless. Long term, short term, micro macro. I don't think that I think the magic and the marketing and just the capitalism around children and all all that shit is just making parents not parents like they used to be, you know? No. I I think it's just a microcosm of kind of like the way society is now. Everything is like instantaneous. So microwave. Yeah. If you know, people, people don't want to take the time to actually like invest in their children and, and kind of watch them grow. They would rather like, Okay, well, here's your iPad. Go, you know, go play. Like I'm trying to do my thing. Yeah. Um, you have no thing. Your child is your thing now. Right. <laughs> you you chose to produce this living creature with that... this h- horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, do you do you do do like do your background check on this human being you trying to have a human being with? Like, is your family crazy? Right. Are there murderers in your family? Are crazy people? <laughs> or just not good people in your lineage? I need to know these things. Right. <laughs> like, everything matters. You know, exactly. there's no question. It's, it's always baffles me how people, men and women, date, but then hook up, but afraid to ask questions to them. Like, you see me in the nude. We've done nasty stuff. I can ask you whatever I want to, and I deserve an answer. Now, if I don't like the answer, the door is always open. Let's be real. You know, yeah. be real with each other before you, you just decide. I... They sell Plan B's in Walmart, okay? Exactly. Exactly. Th- there's no excuse. Nah. <sighs> I... But, you know, that's the other thing. Um, A lot of people that are becoming parents now, uh, before I hop on my soapbox about vaccinations, um, I'm going to try and not not hop on a, like, going into a medical field and now, like, Mm -hmm. you know, measles and shit is back. Uh Like, we killed that for a reason. Yeah. We we had the capacity to destroy it. And now you dipshits think that... All right. I mean, I... I, I, (laughs) Give me the... The short, the the medium version of that argument. Okay, so as someone who is like learning about disease processes, mm-hmm. the big thing is um, some I don't know where it originated, but clearly like some internet troll or somebody figured out a way to like convince people that vaccinations cause autism. That's not how it works. You're the you're either born with autism or you're not. Yeah, like getting a vaccination doesn't have anything to do with that yeah so these these dipshit parents who lived a, are living a long and healthy life because guess what you got the you shot. got vaccinated yes and now you, like sharon because you're not vaccinating your kids my kids have fucking measles like grow up sharon <laughs> if you don't want to get the homeschool your kid like exactly. I, don't put my ch- I'm, I'm playing by the rules i'm doing the right thing don't exactly. put my child in danger because you want to be a jerk Exactly. If you hang out with all you non, all you non uh, vaccinated kids hang out with each other. Yeah, go keep, like colonize. Go you like colonize somewhere else. I, I swear, this is I'm going to put this on record. Um, if ever I have kids and one of them gets sick because an anti-vax kid gets them sick, the both both sets of their parents are catching these hands. Absolutely, like, absolutely. You better hope. It just, you better hope it just hands at that. Right. I'm coming to your door looking like uh, Floyd, May- looking like Floyd Mayweather or uh, Habib. Like I'm coming over the fence. Exactly, man. Like, coming over the fence. I don't get it. But um, kind of what my point was before I went down this little path <laughs> on your tangent. Uh, yeah. Um, people don't want to discipline their kids. Um, there's like this thought process now, and it's like. If you spank your kids, um, it's like it's abuse or something. I I don't get it. I like I I, I don't get it. And that's I'll, why we have these punk pe- these young kids that talk crazy shit. Exactly. And they get punched in the face and want to look at you crazy. You talk shit, you get fucked up. Exactly. You know what happened to me? Like when I was a kid, if I was in Target or something, I was like, oh man, I really want this toy, and I would make a fuss and all that kind of stuff. My dad would discreetly pinch the shit mm-hmm. out of the back of my neck. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I'm a better man for it. I today. got it. I understood. I wasn't getting that toy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, but you know. I get I, that. I'm going to fuck you up in the car. Mm-hmm. When I get in the car, who I'm going to fuck you <laughs> up, boy. You don't even know. <laughs> right. They lean in real close, whisper mm-hmm. in your ear, like, Do you, is today the day you want to die? Cause your ass is mine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
but like that's the problem is you know these these parents don't want to discipline their kids anymore because they they think that like well if i discipline my kid and my friend learns about it you know she's going to judge me as a mother fuck her exactly <laughs> exactly i can get new friends bitch <laughs> like I, I i need no you don't need shit Right. What you need is to raise these kids as decent contributing members of society. Yes. <laughs> that is your I job. Care, get the fuck out of here. I care about my, I don't give a fuck what you think about me. Because your shit ain't good either. Exactly. <laughs> you I, trash too. That's why your husband cheats on you on the weekends. <laughs> right. With the neighbor across the street. Right. You know why? Because you don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> Welcome to life. God, just, man, it's just, it's baffling how, you know, whenever I see, like this, like whenever I see like on Facebook couples, they'd be like, I love you. I love you, Jimmy. I love you, Carolyn. Somebody's lying. Mm-hmm. Gotta be broken up in six months. So that's not sustainable. No, your relationship between me and you. Not we might post shit, but like it's not about. Who, I don't give a fuck. Right. I don't give a fuck. Neither does anybody else. No. That's the thing. Like nobody else. Like no one gives a fuck. <laughs> no one gives a fuck. Stop I never. It. I never understood like the the whole like relationship goals thing. You know, you see that all over Facebook, yeah. Twitter, that kind of thing, and it's like. Like when I make those posts, I make it with like relationship that when they relationship the people relationship has shown their struggles. Exactly that that I get. Yes, but when it's just like them kissing next to a waterfall, it's like so I'm go not, find some running water and kiss next to it. Like I, all you need is a sink. Like I, the I, fuck out of here. Like this is. <laughs> what's commercial? Like Jimmy, take take the picture. Um, it's a, it's a it's a hard sun sunset. The Taco Bell commercial, like. Jimmy, eat your fucking tacos, bro. And get a new girlfriend. She's a fucking joke. If I had a girlfriend, she said, like, what? No. Jimmy, have you ever eaten cold tacos? It's not good. No. Like, grow up. I'm not I'm not doing that shit. Get out of here. Make No, that's stupid. It's, 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 it's just not where I'm at in life. So, so we can't, we're on a long tangent. I don't know how we got off that first question from just 10 minutes ago. That's what happens, man. I, like, I'm a talker, and if you get me going on something random, like... Too damn talking. So, so how does she handle? So when you guys got back together, how does she handle your 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 restarts? Um, to be honest, it, it was rough out of the gates. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little awkward because like you you're in a relationship and you think that things are going well, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you get hit with that like left and yeah. out of nowhere um, jab jack hook. Exactly. You know you're you're not ready for that crispy combo, and then all of a sudden you're like stumbling backwards yeah. and you don't you know you're disoriented. So. Right. Um, after I self-reflected and kind of like addressed the issues that I thought, you know, and that was, that was one of the key things was rather than ask her what I was doing wrong, I thought about the things that I considered myself to be doing wrong. Right. Um, and then, because, you know, if you go to the person and you ask them, Hey, what was I doing wrong? It doesn't feel as genuine as if you go to them and you say to them, Hey, um, you know, I, I do still love you. I want to still be with you. Um, here are the things that I think I was doing wrong. Am I missing anything? Because then, you know, they know that you're being genuine about right. it. It's not just like, you know, a lot of times when you when you leave a relationship, there's that that manifestation of like, oh, shit, like now I'm alone, uh, no longer going to be having consistent sex, no longer yeah. going to be, you know, have that, that foundation, right. uh, that person who loves me. Um, but when you go to that person, you, you allow them to see that like, you know what, I, I know what I was doing wrong. Is there more? Mm-hmm. And you ask them for input. Um, I think that's just a healthier way to start that thing back up. Yeah. Um, for a long time, I had always thought like, when you're broken up, you're broken up. That's it. Like nobody ever gets back together. It's never successful. Right. But you know, when you when you truly love somebody, um, I think it's worth at least. I so what I told her was, you know, she was she was kind of reluctant initially because mm-hmm. um, I told her I wanted to still be with her, and kind of like how I convinced her was, I told her that. You know, if, if a light bulb goes out in a house, right, you don't sell the house. Yeah. You fix the light bulb. Yeah. You know, if your sink stops working, you fix the sink. Like, mm-hmm. you don't just sell the house because, like, this one thing. Right. So, you know, I, I was like, we've got a lot of, you know, we've got some issues. Yeah. Um, you know, we need to we need to paint. <laughs> we need to, like, yeah. you know, pull up the carpet, do so, you know, do some remodeling. But I honestly think that we have a, a solid foundation and something yeah. that we can grow right. inside of. Um, and, you know, I, I, I kind of told her all the stuff that here's what I think I'm doing wrong. And here are a few things maybe that you've been faltering on. Um, and you know, it, the key is to make sure that both of you are in a place mentally where yep. like, it doesn't feel like an attack. Yes. Um, cause it, you know, that's, that's off putting. If you, if you approach it in a manner such as like, here's what you're doing wrong. 
Nobody get you fucked up. This is right, what you fucked right. up. Why? Like nobody wants to hear that shit necessarily. No. So like when you facilitate it in a manner that's like, here's where I messed up, and here's where you know a few areas I think maybe you know here's here's maybe some of the areas where you were faltering um, that led me to maybe falter. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily placing blame on her or anything like that, but like when it feels like one party or both parties aren't trying, yeah, that's when things start to go wrong. Yeah, like fuck it, you don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck neither. Right. You just you start like, and I, I think a lot of people are guilty of that. Yeah. Um, just because like. There's a difference. So I'm, I've always talked about uh, with my friends and stuff when they ask, come to me for like relationship advice. I've always kind of told them like, so I think that there's two two different types of love. There is um, love, like loving someone, which mm-hmm. is more of like a passive kind of thing. Like, for instance, I would say that I love you. Like, I want the best for you. I want you mm-hmm. to succeed. I would be, you know, I would be really sad if something ever would happen to you, that right. kind of stuff. Like, um, that that to me is like a love, right? Yeah. You just care about that person. Right. However, when you're in a relationship with someone, it requires effort. And I or call being, that, that's, that's being, being in, love. in love. Yes. Nailed it's, it. an, it's an active process. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, like, we let life get in the way and we stop putting the effort into loving someone. Um, and, and that's kind of one of the things that I've been cognizant of ever since we got back together was just, like, where where am i going wrong what i'm what, you know if i'm not focusing on the relationship like what can i be doing better those kind of things mm-hmm. and just kind of like trying to keep you know be cognizant of the fact that like there's someone else invested in this it's yeah. not just me like yeah. i have to take care of myself but like if i'm doing the things that i need to be doing inside of the relationship then you know she'll facilitate like growth and in, in, in me like she's she's been incredible she'll she'll call me while i'm at work and quiz me on like random stuff you know she'll log into my website that like a lot of my curriculum is on and she'll call me like but that is because we we reach a point where like we're working together yes you know like if we're building a life together we have to work together like you can't have one person you know sitting on the couch while you're doing all the work yeah so women uh, women just women women want men just to do half be half as good as they are you know, exactly. if men can only be half as good as women are naturally, the relationship's going to work. Exactly. You know, and women want to be women, and they want to love who they love. They want to. They want you to be great. You know, mm-hmm. they want you to be the best you, and all they want you to do is is acknowledge them, protect them, appreciate them, and the rest they got you. They yeah. got you. There is no you know like what's the what's the what's the adjective uh. Find every strong man is a stronger woman. Yeah, y- yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah, they're they're incredible. Like, you know, you you take for granted a lot of the stuff that they they do for you and the sacrifice um, they make to do them. Exactly. Like, I, you know, it, it's something. It's it's small. Her giving me a call while I'm at work, but mm-hmm. like, ever since she started doing that, my grades have gone up. Yes, because it's you know, it's just it's it's her sacrificing a little bit of her time when she would much rather be like. Lay it out on the couch because she just got home from work mm-hmm. watching Netflix or something, right? But instead, she takes time out of her day to, like, call me and mm-hmm. talk to me and just, like, go over random stuff out of my book or, you know, out of, like, yeah. off the website. Because she knows that, like, that is facilitating growth within me. Right. Um. So, you know, like, I've kind of taken it, you know, I've, I've kind of, like, piggybacked off of that. And, like, there's things that I'm helping her with now. Right. Um, you know, like... She's kind of struggled with weight, not to put her on blast. I'm sorry. I love you. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, like weight is something that she struggled with. And like, you know, I've always, I've always told her, and that's, that's a really delicate subject. Absolutely. Um, but like, you know, what I told her was like, you know, recently I've, I've lost a, a fair bit of weight myself. Yes. Looking great. Um, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, but like what I told her is I was like, look, here's the deal. I'm wildly attracted to you. That has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. However, what I do want is for us to live a long, healthy life together. Mm-hmm. I want us to be the you know the people that go out in the backyard and play with our kids, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not that I want you to look like some Victoria's Secret model. Because no. that shit doesn't matter. Like Physical physical attraction dies, not necessarily dies out in a relationship, but it can't carry a relationship yeah, for, nope. forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, like, I've always tried to make her aware of the fact that, like, I find you incredibly attractive. If I didn't, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be having sex. We wouldn't right. be doing these things. We like, be that's, here. Right. Like, but the thing is, what I want is for us to be healthy, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, it, it, a lot of it is the way that people approach things. And maybe it's because, like, guys like you and I, we have the PR background, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you know, people call us bullshit artists. So, we know ways to phrase things. Yeah. It would be very easy for me to go to her and just be like, hey, you're a little overweight. And I think that you need to work on that. 
but that's not that's not helping anybody. No, it's, it's counterproductive. Exactly. You gotta like you gotta think about how you approach subjects and and address them in a manner that like they best receive. Everyone receives information differently. Right. You have to. You have know to, your audience. You have to want them to, or you have to phrase it in such a way that makes them want to do it. Not just for you, for but themselves. for themselves. Yep. Like, and so you know, there's there's stuff like that that like we've been doing for each other, and it's it's led to incredible growth in our relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's all about the effort that you put into it. Yeah. Um, and that's something that like I had to learn. I've had a lot of wildly unsuccessful relationships. <laughs> you know, I mean, if, if I'm being honest, but the thing is, like, you you got to learn from it, and it's it's just effort. That's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, and, and I say it, I say it often. Um, you know, don't be upset that it left. Be happy that it happened. Right. And yeah. and see the lessons you know that are to be learned from that situation, relationship, moment, and lessons unlearned are repeated. You know, and another thing I'm always want to push and want to say more often is people are coming to life for a reason, season, lifetime. If you able to understand what this person in your life for you'll be a lot happier you know if the person is for a moment enjoy that moment with them mm-hmm. it might never happen again it might never happen again be okay might be a season that's cool if it doesn't fit you know enjoy the months you had together if it's a lifetime let it be a lifetime you know don't don't push it away or take it for granted but recognize when someone is wanting to be there um, appreciate them for the long as they want to be there and they leave, let them leave. It's okay. Open right. door. Right. I mean, they get out the way for somebody else to be in your or life. Or maybe they're just at a point in their life right now where they can't invest the time in that relationship. And, and it might gotta, come back. Yeah. I've, I've had people, you know, that like I didn't talk to for five, ten years come back in my life out of the blue mm-hmm. and just be like, hey, what's up, man? Like, sorry, I had shit going on. Here I am. And it's yeah. like, cool, man. Like, I've, I always try to like be a, like i'm a firm believer in trying to leave things as amicable as possible yeah um i'm i'm guilty of having lashed out at people um i used to have kind of an anger issue and uh-huh. stuff i've i've since reined that in but you know it's just you never know it's it, it harkens back to when we were talking about you never know what people are going through yes so um, empathy exactly like when when a relationship ends for me i try to let it go Mm-hmm. And let them, you know, a lot of times it's because they have something going on in their life where they can't devote the time or effort or energy into yeah. into the relationship with you, the friendship, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to let people, you know, you have to let people go. Like, yes. It's, it's unhealthy to try and, like, hold people. Yeah. You know, it's just. It doesn't work. You're exactly. wasting valuable time. Exactly. And, and, and God, want, God is sometimes taking people out of your life to bring the right person in. Exactly. You know, if you hold on to them, you're blocking your own blessings. Exactly. Take the lid off your cup. <laughs> let, the, right. let them pour when these go into your cup in and when he comes out come out take right. a lid off your cup right. <laughs> take the lid off your cup <laughs> oh man should be the title of the episode <laughs> take the lid off your motherfucking cup <laughs> and let it come on in and get out so you guys are doing well now yes yeah very That's happy good. very happy um to the point now where like we're you know kind of re-looking at trying to move back in with each other, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, we're, we're really focusing on getting me to where like, I'm kind of in my field. Cause mm-hmm. right now, obviously I can't do EMT until I have my license. Right. So right. The, the goal is for me to get, you know, into the EMT field and then go to paramedic school um, and kind of immerse myself in that and have like a stable job before yeah. we try and, cause that, that's another thing that people don't realize is uh, money Money is fuck yeah. Finances and that shit. Finances is probably one of the largest reasons why couples end up failing. Mm -hmm. Besides the effort thing that I was talking about earlier, yeah, because it's stressful, man. Like money, man. You gotta have the you have you have to perceive money the same way. Have some kind of reasonable and agreeable spending habit and priority on what. This money goes towards right. You know? Are we are we trying to retire by fifty five sixty, or do you want to work the rest of your life? Right. Do you want to own a home, or do you want to keep burning money renting something? Yeah. Like, like what do what do you want to do with this? Yeah. It's, it's what what matters. How do you, how do you perceive this tool? Money is a tool. How do you want to use this tool to our advantage? Exactly. That's a very important conversation to have. Um, and I think we get lost in the sauce, and then when it shows up, like I don't get. Yeah, you wanted the bad bitch buying red bottoms, and now you wonder why the lights out because you right. bought some more red bottoms. Right. 
<laughs> Someone we got. Oh, you want some damn new Jordans, bro? I, you I can't. I can't keep paying the bills while you're out there. You know, extending your closet. You like, in Frontenac? Like, what are you right. doing? Right. We don't. We don't have Frontenac money. Right. We barely got, we got Amazon blackjack. money. <laughs> okay, what are you doing? You better go around that that that, that regular ass store and get some regular ass clothes. If you're regular ass life, right. get off Instagram and 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 be great. Well, that's that's great to hear. Um, another thing we um, oftentimes uh, congratulations on your award series. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, um, I'm I'm sorry that we had to beat you guys on the way there. I didn't need you to say that. I was giving you congratulations. Uh, I need you to recap how you got there. All right, I'm I'm aware. Do you do you want to recap? Cause I don't. Was, okay. I mean, if you if you want to, it's cool. I'm, I'm saddled. I mean, oh, uh, we over. only we only lost what two games on the way. So I mean, um, I mean, I did it. I mean, you know. I mean, I'm definitely admired. Um, what you guys doing? To be fair, our team was stacked. Like, <laughs> and then. You guys versus us was not a good matchup. When you have, you know, Giancarlo and Judge striking out what a combined like twenty eight times. Or <sighs> but you guys are you guys will be back at it again next year. I'm sure that we'll have some good games, a good series. Um, I fully expect you guys to make a play for Harper. <laughs> just try and like keep. I mean, that's the Yankee way. We just keep buying shit just... we don't need. You know, let's buy another bat. Why not? I mean, I don't even know where he would fit. Like, that's the thing. But I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not even ready to dig into the. I just MLB offseason. Yeah. I think. I think Dombrowski, um, RGM. The so for everybody, I'm a Red Sox fan. If you didn't know, um, Dombrowski was a genius. He saw the Yankees going for bats, and he was like, "Well, shit! Like, how do we beat a stacked ass offense?" We're just going to load up on pitching. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he did it again this offseason when we re-signed Evaldi. Because, like, yeah. I mean, dude was insane in the playoffs. Like, he should have probably, in my opinion, gotten World Series MVP um, just because of, like, I mean, dude was insane. Pierce deserved it, too. But, you know, I mean, like, that's – it's it's a smart move, re-signing Evaldi. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about next year. I think we could repeat. I, I, don't, I don't – I still don't have pitching. I have CC back again, so – is he going to be 400 pounds this time? Or is he, I don't like, know. I was like, I was like see? It's like, <laughs> okay, so Ohio State. Um, hmm. A little bit of a rough year. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a Florida State guy, so like, I'm not rough. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's kind of a first world problem. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I say rough year, but, you know, in reality. We're in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> yeah, we're in the Rose Bowl, 12 wins. But, like, I don't know. Personally, um just a real quick plug. I think Haskins deserves the uh, the the Heisman uh-huh. simply because when you look at the defenses that he's faced compared to what's the kid from Oklahoma? Um, um uh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, uh, you gotta look it up. Yeah, I am. But uh, so my defense is the reason I think that Haskins deserves it is he's put up insane numbers mm-hmm. against better defenses. They don't play defense in the Big Twelve. Every game is a shit. Uh, Kyle Murphy. Yeah. Like, Kyler. Tyler. Kyler. What's a Kyler? I don't I don't maybe What's they were a... trying to go for like Tyler and then the person wrote the name down wrong or so. I don't I don't know. Is Kyler Murphy black? That's like some black. He is he's Okay, black. that's okay, that's some shit we, okay. He, his mom wanted to have at least get a good job but not really. So we put two white names together, Kyle and Tyler. Kyler. That's cute. I like it. What's what you doing there? What's what you doing? But, uh, oh, okay. I, I understand like his numbers are better, and Tua, you know, has led the Bama de- like the Bama team. Bama's stacked. I hate That's, Bama. I'm I'm so tired of it. Like I'm I'm anyway. So, so I went to uh, I went to a Georgia watch party for, for the SEC championship game, and okay. I was in. I was I was barking and everything. And Alabama um, went Alabama. I said I can't believe this again. I know that I'm not getting paid millions of dollars a year to coach a team. But how in the hell do you go for a fake punt when Bama clearly is lined up in a defensive scheme? Like, I understand I'm not the head coach of Georgia, nor will I ever be. But if I'm if I'm sitting there and I see them line up in I think it was a nickel package, like saying, please give me this fake punt. <laughs> you got it, dude. <laughs> like, I, I felt like there was a you little bit You don't take the foot 
off the gas that's, when you're beating a better team. Why do we felt, keep seeing this? That felt like collusion. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I need like, Mueller to look into this uh, game. <laughs> I need a full uh, special prosecutor investigation because stop. T- this is the second year in a row. I don't understand. Fo- I mean, I guess I see it more prevalent in football teams than I think other sports. But, like, if the if the team that's the underdog is winning, they get in the second half and pull the gas Pull the gas off. Exactly. I don't Atlanta, Seattle. I mean, I mean, only I, team that didn't pull the gas, the foot off the gas, was fucking the Eagles being your Patriots. They threw that bitch in six years and said, "Fuck it." Although, okay, so Aguilar's touchdown. I think it was in the second quarter. That wasn't a touchdown. He bobbled the shit out of that ball. I'm not. I'm. 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 I'm gonna die on this hill. All right. Like I'm I'm going to die on this hill. That was a bobble, and I will fight anybody that says otherwise. <laughs> like I'm I'm prepared to throw these hands. You with can anybody. get this smoke, and I mean it. About that, it was not a fucking catch. It, it was, was a bobble. I'm willing to die on this motherfucking hill. And also, if one more person tells me that Tom Brady is a goddamn system quarterback. <sighs> You don't throw for 500 yards. Like, how, how are you going to call someone overrated when he put that team on his back? Like, our defense last year was a, an atrocity. And he somehow made us competitive against the Eagles. And I get that, you know, people are like, well, he lost to a backup quarterback. He's not a backup quarterback. Like, f- four years ago, he threw 27 touchdowns and two interceptions. Yeah. Tell yeah. me what other backup quarterback Tommy does don't play uh, defense. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't want Tommy to play defense. Yeah, that, yeah it'll, be, it'll be retirement real quick. <laughs> Blow up like a bag of flour out yeah, there. Eat up off the damn line. Oh, my shit, my knees. Oh, that motherfucker go. Oh, shit. I oh, get worried shit. when he scrambles at this point. <laughs> oh, no. Like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Slide. 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 Oh. Just throw the ball away. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. But, yeah. No. I The the Falcons, I don't know what the hell that was. Um, although, shout out to Edelman. That will honestly go down as the greatest catch of all time. <sighs> In Super Bowl history, and regardless of if you like the Patriots or not, you have to admit that ball was a quarter of an inch off the ground. A I don't know. I like my Giants catch better. I like like my Giant catch better. Oh, you ground. mean the one where your entire line held every Patriots yeah, player? Yeah, like, that one. Absolutely. Yeah. No, yes. I know. And then and then people legitimize it by saying, "Oh, holding happens on every play." <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I don't think uh, I was so ready to hear all those like Atlanta rappers drop an album on that Super Bowl night. I can, I want to talk, talk to the strippers from Atlanta that night <laughs> and how much money they thought it was gonna make oh off the Atlanta God. Super Bowl win, and oh then God. how empty the clubs were when they did not. Because I know Atlanta's gonna lose. They motherfucker. You know the music we're gonna get out of that. I, I was so excited. They finna go nuts in Magic City. It was about nuts. to be a, a good a good year for music. I mean, then, look at I mean that was the year Trump won, and then we had the Patriots and Atlanta. Like you could that was like the rematch of the election. Okay, cool. Exactly. It's the Patriots <laughs> and Atlanta. Black City, the Patriots. Rematch and America wins again. <laughs> this is amazing. This is this is this is it can't happen within three months. We had two this is back back to back. I said, Wow. I, I think said, it's I just, maybe it's just a Georgia team thing though. Like clearly if you're from Georgia, you just can't you, you close a fucking choke artist. Like you just it's not in your blood. You don't know how to win. Clearly you don't know how to win. I don't know. It it was good though. Um I shout out to the Eagles, honestly. Like I, at this point, I've been so blessed with the amount of like championships yeah. that I've seen that like I can lose. <laughs> like, and I know that's like a really cocky thing for me to say. And like, enjoy your one. We get plenty. <laughs> right? Bling bling. Like, as I look down at like fourteen titles that I've seen, you know, it's like <laughs> raindrops, drop top. <laughs> like you know, I got I got I got shit on my toes at this point because I ran out of space on my fingers. You know what I mean? Like. Let me go championship of, town. The city so, of Boston knows what it's doing, man. But it's not our first rodeo, guys. We'll see next year. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm I'm glad that the Eagles finally got one because, like, I, the the reality is, I don't. I, there's the teams that I don't want to win are the ones where like they have unlikable people on them, yeah. and there's not really anybody on the Eagles that I don't like. You know, like yeah. I can't I can't go through the roster and be like, not a fan of this dude. Yeah. If if Odell gets one, I can't get behind that. I can't. <laughs> Something about that dude, man. Like, I don't, I can't, I can't, I don't have anything to say about it. That's he's a little that's, suspect. That's my, that's my receiver, and I just leave it at that. I just, he's a little suspect. I don't know. <sighs> I get weird vibes from him. 
Okay, Matt. So, uh, huh. you gave one gem. Would you like to recap that gem and give one more before we uh, close this chapter of uh, Cognac Corner? Just be good to people. Honestly, um, we talked about it. You never know what people are going through. Mm-hmm. Just have a little bit of empathy. It's really not that hard. Like those moments where you're heated about something, it's it's gonna pass. Just like don't do something that you're going to regret in the heat of the moment. Take a step back. Like just take a step back. Take a couple deep breaths, and then you know reassess the situation. Hasty decisions are not a good idea. And as a as a thirty year old or about thirty, we'll round up. Uh-huh. Um, there has been maybe a few hasty decisions that I've made that <laughs> actually, like, I can look back and be like, okay, well, that was a good decision. Yeah. Basically, I'd say probably upwards of 95% have been terrible <laughs> ass decisions that I ended up regretting. So just take a second, man. Appreciate life. Take a deep breath. Take it in. That's it. And the, the first one is, uh, take time to, uh, reflect and, um, grow and take some time to yourself. Heal. Take time to heal. Um, grow and learn and then get back out there. It's totally okay. All right, Matt, I want to thank you for coming to Cognac Corner. I appreciate we the will, opportunity. We would definitely do it again. Everyone give Matt a round of applause. I want to say everybody, that means me finding the, the icon and applause button. Yep. And... This has been another episode of, uh, damn, <clears throat> try this again. This has been an episode of Kanye Corner with Marcus Boston, and this week's guest was Matt Douglas. Until next time, folks, take care of yourself, each other, have some empathy, enjoy it. Have a good night. Marcus Hey, how you, how you doing? Hey, hello.